Baseball with the Bard. Hello, everybody. We are back. Noah, it's been long three weeks since we had our last episode, but there has been a good amount of action that has happened since we've been here. I think it was a day after we had our last podcast that uh, Alex Cora officially became the Red Sox manager. There have been uh, signings. There have been some trades. There have been management moves. It has been very exciting for everyone except the Red Sox and the Yankees. But we will get into that very soon as we approach the end half of our show today. Noah, how are we doing, buddy? We're doing good, man. I'm excited to talk baseball. As you said, it's been a few weeks here. Uh, we, there's been all a good amount of news that's been coming out. There hasn't been a lot of major happenings no. in the sense of big signings. Like, you know, last year we had Garrett Cole rather quickly after the winter meetings or during the winter meetings and so on. But hopefully we'll get there soon. I'm excited to talk about what might be happening today. Yeah, me too. I am definitely excited to get started. Um, but let's start with someone who we can both agree we're not the biggest fan of. The Tigers signed Mr. A.J. Hinch to join them this season as their new skipper. Um, this was an interesting decision, on my, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it's the, it goes with the same uh, era, or same era, rather, as the hiring of Alex Cora. So, as I was saying, the infamous ex-manager of the 2017 cheating Trash Tros, as Noah claims here, has been hired as the new manager of the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers went 23 and 35 in the COVID Cup season, and they went 41 and 114 back in 2019. Um, listen, that is a heavy <laughs> load to fix. Um, I know AJ Hinch is an incredible manager, um, but Noah, is that the answer? Is he the answer to fix this team? Well, there's a lot more wrong with the Tigers than poor management. Uh, it's definitely a great start. If this is the beginning of the Tigers taking the free agent market or trade market or any market more seriously and trying to get some more solid players, uh, then I could maybe see them being able to have more successful seasons. But when you go 47 and 114 in 2019 and then 23 and 35 in 2020, which was an anomaly, sure, you need a lot more to fix your team than a new guy at the helm. So uh, where are you thinking they need more depth? Is it just pitching or is this just a reset? I mean, they're already, I feel like they're already still in this reset that they've been in for years now. They really haven't, <laughs> they haven't gotten out of it. They haven't gotten out of it. They really haven't. They've just been going, uh, going through the motions. And you saw that last season. I mean, I was watching a Tigers game once. It was just on. I was clicking through, found MLB Network and the Tigers. I don't know who they were playing. But the manager to make a pitching change, he would just walk out, grab the ball from the pitcher, wouldn't even say anything, like wouldn't even look at him. Just grab the ball. The guy would leave. The reliever would come in. He'd hand it to him. He'd walk away. The Tigers yeah, have been point? going through the motions for the last two years. That's Honestly. it. That's it. This is the first time they've done anything out of character in recent uh, in recent times, just because, as I said, they've just been doing what they need to do. They go out there, they play, they don't care. Um, this might be showing a, a change of heart. Maybe they do care now. Maybe they're going to get out there and grab a couple of players. Uh, the Tigers today are a far stretch from their previous owner, uh, rest in peace, um, I think his name was uh, Les, but he uh, was one of those guys, uh, Dave Dombrowski-esque, who would go out there and spend as much as possible to get the best players. I mean, the, yeah. the Tigers the Tigers at one point had Prince Fielder, Justin Verlander, and Max Scherzer on the same team. Gosh. Yeah, think about that. Their one-two punch was, was Scherzer-Verlander. They had Fielder, 
taken bats, um, and they had many other big names on their oh, team because yeah. they Miguel wanted Cabrera. to. Win. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Manuel Cabrera. It's insane how much talent they had, and they still haven't been able to get to where they wanted to be. And obviously, that's a World Series championship. So oh, yeah. uh, Hitch isn't going to get them close, but it's a start. Yeah, you know, it is definitely a start. I think you're right there. Um, and with Cora, I think Cora has showed that he is uh, shown remorse for what he did. So I think AJ deserves this chance as well. Um, it's the uh, the only thing I'm most salty about still is the fact that we have uh, the players never being punished. Um, so I think it is time that at least for the coach's purpose of having a career in baseball, it's time to give them a little bit of a uh, forgiving pat on the back and see what they can do. And Noah, I apologize. I forgot at the start of the show to mention, we are actually now streaming on a new platform. We're over on my personal Twitch channel, which is tbard5195. I've got one of my lovely moderators in the chat right now, Rachel11198. Hello, Rachel. How are you? It is good to see you in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, yeah, I just recently started uh, streaming on Twitch this last week. Uh, and we're up to 45 followers on Twitch already, Noah. So it's going very well. Rachel, we are doing phenomenal. Thank you for joining us today. We are very happy to see you in the comments. I don't know how big of a baseball fan you are, but being from Mass, I know you're a Sox fan. So mm. welcome aboard the correct side of history, Rachel. <laughs> um, so for my our new viewers who uh, may be joining us on Twitch, I uh, my name's Tyler. I'm a Red Sox fan. I got Noah over here. He is unfortunately a Yankee fan. Uh, and, you know, he just likes to live in the past a lot. It's whatever. We know we, we don't have to get chippy right now. We can save that for the season, Mr. Cross. <laughs> yeah, so we'll save it for the season for sure. We can see who is the one who will be laughing when the season starts back up. But we will talk about the Red Sox and the Yankees shortly. But you know what? I say that, and then here he comes, Mr. Dave Dombrowski. He was the biggest component of the Red Sox push in the last few years to win a few titles. Um, so the Phillies are hiring Red Sox, G or ex-Red Sox, rather, uh, General Manager Dave Dombrowski as the new president of baseball operations. Uh, it was a massive hire. Dombrowski is a full throttle executive. We've seen how he worked with the Red Sox, leaving them in ruins after winning a championship. What moves will he uh, will we see him do in Philly? Uh, we know him to be a win now mind. For anyone who is a big baseball fan like myself and Noah, we know that. This guy is here to get a championship. Everyone thought maybe last year would be the year that the Phillies could finally, finally take that division, make a big push and get there. And it just that the cards did not lie where they needed to, and it did not fall into place. Um, but with a guy like Dombrowski, maybe he can take a, this band of decent players and make them actually become a team. I personally think they just need a little more power in that lineup. And if they can keep that offense rolling, they don't have to focus as hard as other teams do on their pitching staff. Um, I'm very excited to see what Dombrowski can do over there since he's not with the Red Sox anymore. He can fail and I won't give a damn. Um, so <laughs> e either way, this is going to be an interesting choice. Um, so yeah, he was definitely, as I was saying, Noah, a massive help in the Red Sox 2018 season, which will go down as one of the greatest winningest baseball seasons of all time. Um, so do you think that this was the right move for the Phillies? Or do you think there's someone else who might've been able to fill that slot? I mean, I don't um, think there's any bigger name right now. 
Yeah, I mean, in terms of a bigger name, sure. But let me look at it this way. The Sox, after Dombrowski, picked up Shane Bloom. I mean, yeah, right. So in that sense, it's like, who cares who the bigger name is? Uh, just like the Yankees signing Matt Blake as their pitching coach. It's just like he was a, he the only other experience he had in baseball was as a high school coach, you know? Right, right. So I think they're really just looking for guys, most teams, I should say, are looking for guys or girls who can really just be the best person that they need at that moment. Uh, the Phillies seem to be in a position where they're like, we want to win a championship. We want to win it yesterday. So that's why they got Dave Dombrowski. That's it. Uh, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be completely honest here. If you're getting Dave Dombrowski, you don't care about the future. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's going to do it for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, listen, you want to win a World Series? That's awesome. Do it. And we always, as a Yankee fan, there's so many fan, fan, uh, people in the Yankee fan base who are complaining about how Brian Cashman organi- uh, does the place or how Sam Brenner, how he does things and oh, saying, yeah. listen, uh, and I've heard this before. We'll get to the Yankees again later. But people have said the Yankees are trying to win the World Series 10 years from now. And that's true. And you uh, have I, to do that uh, to yeah, a certain extent. True, but they have a team to do it now. So oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing. They're trying to do both. They yeah. are really trying to do both. And that's well, hard to do. Finally, they have a farm system that's incredible. That's true. Exactly. And and the, and they're reaping the benefits of that by having great seasons. The problem is inexperience. That's the issue. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Dombrowski is going to do it for them now. I, if you ask me, the Phillies will win the World Series in four years. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Next four years, they could definitely be one of those contenders, and especially in the National League, at least get to the World Series uh, and show their face. Uh, whether or not they can get through the mean American League, uh, we will find out. The National League, even though they won the World Series this year, um, rare because the American League usually kicks the shit out of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am absolutely intrigued to see where this is going to go. Um, but Noah, I'm curious, do you want to take the lead on this one? Cause I know you've been a big follower of the Mets story because your boy, a rod was involved for a little bit. So mm-hmm. go ahead and take this one away. Yes. The Mets, all Mets fans are now rejoicing, thanking the heavens, thanking God, because they met finally, got rid of the Wilpons, and they have a new owner. Steve Cohen (laughs) seals the deal and becomes a new primary owner of the New York Mets. They're on your screen for our uh, virtual watchers here. Mets fans were ecstatic when the news broke a few weeks ago. Now the rumor mill runs rampant as Cohen hypes up the Mets base on Twitter, asking fans for advice on the direction of the team. I don't know about you. Dude, I've never seen that that before. I've never seen that. How cool is that? That that guy's just like, hey, fans, where do I spend my money? (laughs) Literally on Twitter, fans are saying, you know, fans are giving their hot takes as they do with everything, like any aspect of anything, whether it's sports, politics, whatever. People are going to be on social media, wherever, giving their opinions. And Cohen is actually entertaining that. He's saying, all right. Who do you think would be the best person for that position and so on? Um, what moves will the Mets be making this offseason with a new owner at the helm? Uh, the Mets yesterday actually signed catcher James McCann. They've sealed the deal. We, yeah. we When I wrote this script, they wrote it two days ago, and I said the Mets were nearing a deal with McCann. And then sure enough, yesterday they signed him. So the Mets now have a solid catcher. They gave him a nice deal. They gave him a good four-year deal. So And that's a sweet pot, I'm going to be honest. They spent a lot to get McCann. But that is what Steve Cohen is willing to do, uh, which is what the Wilpons were not willing to do, if anyone's familiar with them. Listen, if your team's in a New York market, and I'm actually going to go into this a little bit when we get to another segment at the end of the show when we talk about the Dodgers. Um, when you're in a New York market, you have money. That's why it's called the New York market. All right. Sure, you're sure you're the Mets. You're still in New York. All right. You got plenty of money. 
You got plenty of cash, dude. You go to a Mets game, that place is always packed. You Why? got plenty of, of the- cash, man. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Really? Really? <laughs> Anyways, when, go ahead. <laughs> when you go to um, New York, right, uh, you go to a Mets game, that stadium is always packed to the brim. Yeah. Why? Is it because the Mets are amazing and they're in the World, World Series? No. It's because they're in New York. It's because it's a, it's a New York feel. And Steve Cohen has said, listen, we got the cash. We're going to spend it. Let's do it. And if you look, uh, George Springer is a hot topic now for what the Mets might be doing to make a move. Tyler. Tyler. I Stop. It's not happening. He's coming to Boston. Stop it. Tyler. It's not happening. That man is going to end up in Boston. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for joining us. This is uh, so very nice comments. to see. I love it. We got we got my friend Gina from Twitch. We got Brooke from. You'll remember Brooke Noah from Xbox and and PlayStation. She's a friend I made a very long time ago. And my good old friend Kanarf over from Ohio. Good to see you, my friend. I'm sorry your Reds didn't quite get the job done, but you know we got Sal over there for you. So we sent you some insurance to the Reds. Maybe next year. Maybe if you make the man a starter, something will happen. Yeah, uh, how knows? about that? Uh, yeah. Hold on. It's funny you say that. I was actually thinking about Sal the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and how, like, you know, someone from Southington went to Tenton High School is a pitcher in the major leagues, which is really cool, and, yeah. and all that good stuff. And I, and I said to myself, you know what? Sal is going to throw a no-hitter in the season of 2021. You heard it here first, folks. Oh my I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. I, that's what I said to myself. How cool would it be I, if you threw a no-hitter? Can someone clip that, please? Someone on Twitch, and I need I. you to clip that, and, 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 uh, and we'll put it on the on the page. Yes. How cool would it be if Sal threw a no-hitter, and then you and I got to interview him? Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. That's what I'm saying. Stop. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Watch. <laughs> 2021, you heard it here first. Oh um, but God. anyway, back to the Mets. George Springer is one hot topic for the Mets. A three-time All-Star currently plays with the Astros. Uh, in 2020, he hit 265 with 14 home runs in a season yeah. that was the way it was, you know, with the start, the second start of the spring training, whatever else that's big. It would be a big pickup. But I think the even bigger pickup that the Mets could make now that they have the cash and they have a guy that's willing to spend it, Trevor freaking Bauer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, a 173 ERA with 100 strikeouts, their starting rotation would be unbelievable, dude. Yeah. To go from DeGrom to Bauer, come on. And they already have bats. They have Pete Alonso. They have Conforto. They have guys who are able to go out there and get them runs. Uh, the Mets' biggest problem is even when DeGrom is in the game and he's pitching a gem, they can't put up more than three runs. Right. They need to string them together. They get guys on base all the time, but they just can't bring them in. That was the Yankees' curse last season. You know, you're, everyone on the Yankees was hitting perfectly well, but they just so, could not bring uh, those runs in. With that being said... Oh, I think we lost Noah there for a minute. I'm so I will let Noah reconnect really quick um, because he unfortunately is. It looks like he is uh, having some technical issues. We'll get Noah in here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, as he was saying, New York is a definitely a massive market, um, and hopefully they can get something done. And maybe Cincinnati can get something done for you, Mister Fischer. We uh, hope that we can get Sal maybe on the show sometime. You know, another lovely local who we love to have on the show to join us. Um, but let's move on to the next one here. Um, I just want to see. Oh, uh, there's Noah. Hi, that was perfect timing. I was just moving on to the next segment. Um, we are going to talk about welcome to the White Sox, Mr. Lance Lynn. Um, I did not Fantastic. expect. I didn't expect him to land there. Um, 
And for the people who are my regular viewers on Baseball with the Bard, you'll remember in the last episode, we made predictions as to who was going to be the World Series champion. And uh, Noah, do you remember who I said? Well, you said the White Sox, sir. That was last year. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Well, hey, you listen. made for 2021. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, for, for the coming season, we, we made end of season predictions for the 2021 World Series champions. And I said the White Sox. I said the White Sox were going to bolster their their starting rotation and that they were going to get a lineup that's capable of making the postseason and winning the World Series this year. And Lance Lynn, although not a stud by any means, he is a solid pitcher. Um, There's just places where he didn't do well, and people are going to always hold that over his head. Uh, You know, when he was in New York, he just wasn't the biggest guy. But everyone says pitching under New York lights is a little bit more uh, of a pressure hole than anywhere else in the majors, except maybe the Cubs and the Red Sox. You know, those are two other big teams that are come with a lot of pressure. But uh, yeah, Lynn's name was thrown around the rumor mill as a possible trade piece for the last couple months. Many teams said that they were eyeing the hard-throwing righty, uh, but the White Sox prevailed in the whole ordeal. Lance Lynn threw for a 332 ERA in 2020 with 89 strikeouts through... 81 innings uh the white Sox continue their stride of acquiring coveted talent and it will it pay off in 2021 we already know my opinion noah i want to know what you think no really you think they're just going to be a team of stars that don't get anything done yep uh i think they'll make the playoffs they'll probably make the if the playoffs are expanded which if manfred has his way it will be um then they'll make it to the division series. If they're the regular playoff style, I could see them making the championship series and by like the slightest amount. I mean, like game five division series, they win by one run. They had, (laughs) they had to make it like a two. They had to win like two in a row or three in a row to get there. (laughs) That's what I see happening with the white. I don't need that stress. I don't need it. Oh, you, yeah, you're gonna feel it, especially if that team gets there. Don't I was not impressed with the Rays all last season, <laughs> so I, you know, maybe it's my turn to be upset for a season. <laughs> Fair. Like I said, um, I could totally see the White Sox doing well. They have a great core, and Lance Lynn is really going to help their lineup, and that's the one area that we said they needed to improve. That I said they need to improve. Yeah. If they were going to do anything, and they they seem to have gotten a strong candidate to be able to help them get there. Uh, so we'll I, see. I know they still have some cash shaved up, and there are some big names uh, mm-hmm. that, again, we're going to talk about shortly when we get to the Yankees segment uh, that may be on the move uh, if one person is signed and not the other. So I'll let you all sit on that for a moment uh and guess who we may be talking about um but noah you really don't think that they have the chance that blows my mind because i for the last three seasons at least have been saying they're building watch they're getting guys like mancata and they're bringing them in and building this team that they can build a base around uh and i'm I'm telling you 2021 those boys are going to the world series they're gonna shock the world except for me i won't be shocked i wasn't shocked <laughs> last season when i called the raise but everyone else was uh so you know i've got that i've got that mind for baseball science and baseball is a game of patterns and i think we're gonna see the pattern repeated this year they didn't have enough steam last year i think they're gonna learn their lesson and get a little bit more steam this year but maybe they can add someone like who we're talking about in our next segment here, Francisco Lindor is still being talked about. They are aggressively 
shopping options for Lindor. The White Sox don't seem like an obvious fit. That doesn't seem like a place he could ever end up. Um, but, you know, transitions, Noah. <laughs> it no. just fit well with their transition. The White Sox are already crowded in the sense of their infield with Moncada and Anderson. Like, that right. just wouldn't make sense. Um, and and Moncada's already a switch hitter, so they don't really need that option either. Yeah, um, no, absolutely not. There's a lot of teams that he could end up on and that I would like to see him on, except the Yankees. I swear to God, if he goes to the Yankees, Noah. I'm going to go and I won't be a nice person. I'll boo next time we go to Yankee stadium. <laughs> I'll boo every single player during the, uh, during the bleacher creature call roll call. That's going to be God. your own problem. I will not be phased <laughs> in the least by the, by the outcome of that. Um, well, I will say, I know the Yankees are one team. You don't want to see Lynn door go to um, what about the Los Angeles Dodgers? That would be so upsetting. Uh, they truly don't need him. There is absolutely no reason. But I'm going to say that every time you ask me about a free agent or a trade going to the Dodgers. <laughs> I'm going to say it every single time. If anyone goes to the Dodgers, I'm going to be like, screw you. You don't need him. Um, so no, please I, stop I signing with that. Um, but I think we cover him a little bit later in the script again. Um, so let's let everyone come up with an idea. If you are listening and have a idea as to where Francisco Lindor is going to land, uh, whether you are on Twitch or YouTube or Facebook, please uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, and Noah and I can explore your ideas. Um, no, that's, Noah, you're not wrong. What's that? What'd you say, Noah? Uh-oh. Can you hear me, Noah? I don't think Noah can hear us again. Let's just get Noah out of here for a moment, and we will move on to the next segment. We're going to talk about the Red Sox for a little bit. Uh, the Red Sox have not a ton of news coming out um, because we were supposed to be the ones who signed Lance Lynn. Um, I was the one looking forward to uh, have him, but we see this headline here. The Red Sox are reportedly interested in signing free agent Corey Kluber. Uh, Corey Kluber has been a name in baseball for quite a while now. Um, we're, we are hoping to see that Corey Kluber can be a big, uh, a big name that we add, because if you add him to our lineup, you know, if Chris Sale comes back eventually, there's Chris Sale, uh, Avaldi, Erod, Tanner Houck, Nick Pavetta, Chris Mazza. You can just throw Chris back either to the bullpen or put him in the, um, uh, bull, or the minors for now, and then we can just slide Kluber in there. I, I mean, I think that would be an incredibly awesome move by the Red Sox. And uh, I, I just think it would be important for the Red Sox to add this person. We lost Price, and we never replaced him. Um, so the biggest thing we needed to do was replace him. And unfortunately, we lose a big, big arm, and we don't replace it. If we can get Kluber in there, Noah, holy cow, that would be a massive bolster to the Red Sox. And I think the Red Sox right now are in territory where they have to have a big offseason. They have money. Spend it. I mean, they have the cash because they're the Red Sox. They're in the Boston market as we're talking about. But in terms of the luxury tax, there's they're still not in a spot where they want to be. That's the biggest problem. Uh, it's not that. Well, if we stop giving massive, massive, massive contracts, it won't be a problem. That's the issue. And that's the problem is that the contracts were already given. 
Right. Like the, it's almost um, you look Andrew at these Bogart, teams, Chris Sale. Yeah. We're still paying David Price. Mm -hmm. We're still That's paying Pablo Sandoval. We're still paying all these players who are no longer on the team. Um, and they just they have cash. But every time you go over that luxury, uh, you you get punished for it. So um, I don't know. I, there's they're kind of handcuffed a little bit, but mm -hmm. this is a move that needs to happen. Yeah, I will say the Cooper deal for the Sox is honestly almost uh, a blessing if you're the Red Sox because Kluber didn't come off of a season where he performed well, throwing just one inning in all yeah. of 2020. Um, and the what's it? The Indians yeah, the strain. Yeah, and they were like, "Listen, bro." The Rangers were like, "Listen, you, you can just go. Like, here's your million dollars. We're not giving you 18 for 2021. Goodbye." Right. Um, so that in itself is a big blessing for the, any team that wants to sign Kluber because it's clear he's not going to get 18 million dollars. He right. Kluber knows that. Kluber knows that he's not going to get 18 million dollars. So uh, if Kluber can get a one-year deal with the Red Sox for like eight million, not 10 million, I feel. That would be something that I could see happening, especially because this is a redemption season for Kluber now. Right. So he's going to be determined. He's going to want to go in there and say, I'm Corey freaking Kluber. Right. Um, but is he going to do that? I don't know. Pitchers aren't usually ever the same after injury, especially right. major surgery injury. Maybe he'll come um, back better than ever. I don't know about that. <laughs> but... Uh, the Red Sox, this, this is the biggest move besides the Springer news, which I don't think that's going to happen because Springer just going to cost too much um, yeah. that I could see happening. The only could, reason I could see could they sign him to a championship team, say, we're bringing you on for a year. We want to win a championship and then be like, now you can leave. Kluber? No, uh, Springer. You, you mentioned Springer. Uh, you said he's going to be a lot of money. Do you think that's something Springer would be interested in? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I don't think Springer wants to shake up too much. I mean, he's been with the Astros for a while. He's 31. Um, so, I mean, he's kind of cranking at the moment in, in the sense of he's got a big name. Uh, he's been to the World Series a few times in recent. So he's worth a good amount of cash. He's a good right. player. There's no doubt about that. I couldn't see him taking a one-year deal. I don't care who it's with. Um, right. Just because he's worth more than that. And he doesn't want to have to bounce around so much. Uh, like Trevor Bauer does that because he's Trevor Bauer. Like he's, <laughs> I mean, we love Trevor Bauer, but he's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. Like he doesn't want things to be normal. I can't see Springer taking a one-year deal. I can't see Springer taking a four-year deal. You know, um, it's really not their deals that I'm most worried about, Noah. Um, you know, I obviously I want to get these guys on the team, but we like to do this segment every once in a while called Tyler's Take or Noah's Take. Uh, where we talk exclusively uh, on what we think needs to happen. Oh, whoops. How did I do that? I opened the wrong screen. Let's go back. There we go. Um, so what we like to do is give our take on a big ob uh, obstacle that might be in our team's way or just anything, honestly, going around the MLB. And I think you may know exactly where this is going. Alex Cora. Alex Cora is the biggest obstacle in the Red Sox way right now. Um, he absolutely has to be the one who is leading this Red Sox team. I, I understand. Uh, I, I, over the last few weeks, right when he got hired, I was mad. You can ask Noah. I was sending him a text message every three seconds, and I don't think a single one of them had a uh, didn't have a expletive word in them. Uh, I was so annoyed that this loser 
got to have another chance in the Red Sox blue and red and white unis when we could have signed someone like Jason Veritek. Um, I was very, very disappointed with the Red Sox choice here. And I honestly think a lot of people were. Um, it, it, honestly, looking online, it was about 50-50. Some people were excited to have him back because some people only care about winning, whether or not we cheat or not. I guess that doesn't matter. Um, but for the integrity of the game, for baseball, this is not a good look, in my opinion. Uh, if he can come back and completely change the way he went about things and get back to a winning Red Sox team. All right. You've won my trust back, but the second any small thing comes up where there might be a cheating scandal. See you later. See you later. He's, he's got to go uh, because the Red Sox will just coin themselves as the team who cheated to win two world series. And I have enough of that going on as a Patriots fan. And quite honestly, Noah, I don't want to do that anymore. I, I I defend the Patriots to a bitter end, uh, and I will always defend the Sox as well. But in my take this week, it's Alex Cora. You need to play the cleanest season of your damn life and also get us at least 90 wins or get the hell out of Boston uh, because otherwise you ain't worth the money. Mm. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Tyler's take. <laughs> that was that was well done, sir. I mean, uh, if if you don't mind, I, I agree with everything you're saying. It just makes sense. So you know, I, I can't. I got nothing to say. No, you're you're right. That's nice. I'm glad we agree. I I know you've been a little bit nicer to Alex Cora um, than than some Yankee fans have. Other Yankee fans are like, ha ha, screw you, Red Sox. You're stuck with that loser. Um, but yeah, I, I think feel like this is a pretty shared sentiment along people who understand the game of baseball on a more uh, inner level. Like we understand the inner mechanisms of the game uh, mm -hmm. and the tradition of the game. So but that's going to wrap it up for our Yankees segment. Noah, you want to take it away. But first off, lead in with these two big names you put at the beginning of your uh you're talking about the yankees here i'm very interested because i hadn't heard about this yeah it's uh weird when i saw the news about this i was like i guess i mean they're two fairly talented individuals i'd say josh bell is, is definitely the prize in this deal but yankees are in talks with the pirates for a trade involving the yankees acquiring josh bell and james uh, Tillian. i james did not know that i had no, no really. idea that that was happening yeah it was it wasn't like huge news because the the majority of the news is surrounded around DJ LeMahieu, obviously. Sure. Um, so it's not insanely being talked about, but this is a rant, a rumor that's been rampant over the last, I'd say, a couple days, maybe four or five days. And they're definitely great assets that would be good on any team. Yeah. Especially because Bell is a switch hitter and the Yankees need to get more lefty hitting. That's a fact. That's not even a question. Yeah. Um, and the Yankees are obviously in need of pitching, which Jamison uh, Tillian, who's 29 years old, four seasons in the MLB with um, a career ERA of three six seven. At that point, let's do it because the Yankees don't have much after that after Garrett Cole, uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I think the biggest question is with any move the Yankees make, this is the question they have to ask themselves because it's been now three or four seasons where the Yankees have had enough power, enough wherewithal to win it all. Sure, in 2017, they got screwed. That'll, that'll get them. Astros all the way, right? 
2018 as well, if you ask some Yankee fans, or I'd say all Yankee fans and some some baseball fans, they would tell you that the Red Sox, that's the year they were cheating too. So who knows what happened right. then. <laughs> um, 2019 and 2020, no excuses. And again, sure, the Astros probably still cheating in 2019. So who knows? 2020, definitely no excuses. You lost to the Rays. Yeah. All right. And if the Rays weren't cheating because they lost too, to the Dodgers. Yep. All right. Um, if you look at Jameson Tillian, the biggest question the Yankees have to ask themselves with any move they make, as I said, is will this get them any further than it, than they did last year? If they can't answer a yes to the move they're going to make, then it's not worth it. Yep. Plain and simple. That's it. Jamison Tillian would be a great spot uh, for the pitching rotation because it's clear they need it. Pass Garrett Cole, they don't have much. Yeah, no, they, you um, are right. They really they need to fill that up a little bit more. Um, so, hey, my buddy Raphael has joined us in the Discord. Rafi is another streamer of mine. For anyone on Twitch, go give him a follow. He is great. He said he's going to make some steak because he does not live in the same time zone as us. <laughs> <laughs> so he said he'll be back. He's going to lurk and leave us on in the background. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone on Twitch. You guys have been great. Um, Noah, I forgot to do one of our transitions there really quick, so I'm going to take this quickly into an ad break so yeah. everyone here can see some other uh, podcasts that we have going on on the CMG network. So let's take a look. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball. Man there. Got him. Mechie. Touchdown. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. In the red zone, Alabama with three minutes and change remaining in the half. Jones fires to the corner. Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. I crossed up by Kobe, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. So those are just some of the people and podcasts you can see here at Clovercrest. But I do quickly want to give a shout out to my friends over at Beast Mode Breaks. They run an incredible page on Facebook. If you are on Facebook, give them a follow. They do stuff like pack openings for sports cards, baseball, football, basketball, even NASCAR. You'll see on there once in a while. Uh, and they have fun ways to open up these packs. Uh, you buy your way in, Noah. So it's like an auction almost. Uh, and you fill these spots. There was So, for example, there's 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, you buy a slot, uh, one out of 32. You buy in. They randomly shuffle all the teams and throw them into those slots. And whatever lands on your number, any player that they pull that's on that team, that's your card to take home. Uh, so it is a lot of fun 
being with the guys over on Beast Mode Breaks. Our buddy Andy is also on there, someone we graduated with. So everyone, go give them a follow. They are shouting us out all the time. Thank you guys so much. But let's get back on to the New York Yankees, Noah. What you got next for me? Yes, so speaking of that starting pitching and the Yankees having to ask themselves the question, will this get us further than we did last year? They're also eyeing a Japanese starter, and it's not Tanaka. All right. So looking <laughs> at, uh, you, and I, I can't say that's mine. I saw that all over social media. Um, <laughs> I'm going to butcher the heck out of this, but uh, UC Kikuchiya, or Kikuchi. That sounds Kikuchi. I think that's, I Kikuchi. think you got it. Yes, UC Kikuchi, which I would love to have that last name on the jersey. Uh, he's 27. The Yankees have said to be eyeing the possible lefty to add to the lineup, which currently consists of Garrett Cole as a lone soldier, as I will put here. Um, one big thing, and that's what we have to keep asking, is what can the Yankees do to back up Cole? And the bigger question, will this get us further than it did last year? I think, honestly, uh, this it will be a, a better move than maybe trading for Till. Uh, James Centillion from the Pirates uh, and Josh Bell. Um, yes, we need that lefty bat. I would make a case for Josh Bell, but we already have an extremely crowded infield, especially if DJ returns, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, <laughs> this move here, I don't know how what kind of deal he would get because the only thing we know about him is he played for the Mariners, but now he plays in Japan. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Uh, I think he'll definitely be like, a good spot in the lineup. At this point, he's the only – thing we have that's close to a guy who's played in the majors for a little while who can pitch after Garrett Cole because mm -hmm. after exactly. that we have a very young rotation so Tyler what do you think of this news of the I mean it's again know, about it, a lot. it was a name I hadn't heard um mm -hmm. so when you put it in the script earlier I was like all right let me look this guy up a little bit solid um, I think he can do good but again we were talking about pitching and pinstripes there's a lot more pressure that comes with that um, so if the Yankees can get him for a good price, why the hell not mm. go ahead and sign this guy, put him in the rotation. Your pitchers can't stay healthy. Paxton, Tanaka, Severino, Hap, they've all been on the DL in the last two seasons. Uh, so it is time maybe for you guys to go ahead and pick someone up who you might believe, uh, can stay healthy. Um, I'm excited to see what happens from here because if Michael K's report has any uh, any truth, you might need a new uh, Japanese or Asian guy to fill the slot that Mr. Tanaka used to fill. That's true, <laughs> especially someone who's at least a little reliable. I mean, Tanaka was reliable in the postseason, as we know, but Michael K hints the relationship with the Yankees and Masahiro Tanaka could be over. And he said, and I quote, if they get LeMahieu, Tanaka is gone. And Can you believe that quote? That is insane. Yeah. That almost tells me that the Yankees aren't telling us everything. And no, that they, definitely not. Definitely. That kind of makes me think they don't have nearly as much cap space to work with than we thought they did. Well, it's all right. The Yankees have money. They're the Yankees, right? right. Like they could spend it if they want. But it almost feels is, like they're trying not to. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. And that they did this before Cole. They knew that when they got Garrett Cole, they would be going over the luxury tax a certain amount. And they said, you know what? Get me Garrett Cole is what Hal Steinbrenner said to Cashman. They're at a point now where they're saying we don't want to go too much over, right? They're uh, I think they're at the, the second threshold. They don't want to hit the third threshold in the luxury tax. So it's going to cost some money to get a guy like Tanaka. It's not going to cost a lot, but it's going to cost something. And that something is going to take away from what they could possibly give to DJ LeMahieu. So the Yankees uh, starting rotation now is looking scary, if I'm being completely yeah, honest. Yeah, a little bit. James Paxton and Jay Happ are also free agents this offseason. 
So that's three oh. starters, three starters that you had going for you last year, somewhat going for you with Paxton obviously being injured. Oh, and I know a certain team across the bay that's hiring. All right, let's come. All right. All right. <laughs> um, that's a scary spot to be in when three of your five starters are free agents in the likes of Tanaka, Paxton, and Hap. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, nobody wanted to happen in the lineup anyway, but he's all you had as a number five spot. Right. So the Yankees' options to form a starting five are currently Garrett Cole, obviously, Jordan Montgomery, Davey Garcia, Michael King, and Domingo Herman, if he comes back to pinstripes, and Luis Severino, if he comes back and is healthy and is able to play. So those two big hits with Herman and Severino, and then the other three, Montgomery, Garcia, and King, these guys aren't, aren't shouldn't be in these positions right now where they're going to have to put so much on this team that's expected to do so much. If This right. is not a World Series caliber rotation by any stretch of the, main, of the means. Debbie, Montgomery, and King are still developing. Herman and Severino are not reliable options because we literally don't know what, what's going to happen. Right. Right. We don't know if Herman's going to even come back because he was suspended. And we don't know if Severino's going to come back and be as efficient as he was before. Especially Herman's got a bad taste, too. People don't want to. Exactly. Shoot. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's just it's not going to look good. It's just you know similar to what you would see um, with the Cora situation, the Hinge situation. People Josh are going Yeah, they're going to question the decision. Why did you even bring this guy back? Screw right. that. Um, and then you have Severino. As we know, when pitchers go out on injury, they don't come back 100%. And Severino yep. wasn't 100% before. So now what are we going to get? Um, <laughs> one take that Buck Showalter had on the MLB hot stove that he was honestly laughed at for is he said, well, if I was making the decision for the Yankees, I would choose to go young. He said, start, um, start King, start Garcia, start Montgomery, uh, you know, go for it. And listen, I mean, you could laugh all you want. When I first saw this, I was like, yeah, all right. That's a terrible idea. Uh-huh. But if you're looking at what the Yankees are try- are doing right now, there's no other options. Right. What else? If you're not willing to spend the money and get someone else, sure, you're going to get James Tilly, and then what? You have one, two. Now what? Yep, congrats. Good job. Now what? I mean, you look at the the Rays made it as far as they did because they had a one, two, three. Right. The Dodgers made it as far as they did because they had a really, really solid one, two, and like to Kershaw and Bueller, but then they had Dustin May, Bruzar Gratterall, and so many other options in their very deep bullpen, which we'll talk about later. All right. right. That right there, I mean, I got nothing for him. I got nothing for him, dude. And it's sad to say, um, if you look at Cashman's comments about Glaber, I don't know if you saw this news, um, oh, but I took an absolute shot at the kid, dude. Cashman shoots on Glaber. I mean, we're getting the wrestling terms in here, as he said, Torres wasn't in the best shape to start second spring training. Yeah, neither I mean, were no, you, Cashman. How about that? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. You know what? I didn't. I wasn't even thinking that. But you're 100 right. Neither were you, Cashman, because you didn't have a solid. You didn't have many options for Boone to go to in terms of a starting rotation, right? You had no lefty at bats that were that were in the starting lineup either. None, zero. You left your team to hang, with the exception of Aaron Hicks. Their savages in that box. Yeah. Well, don't. Oh, they are. But you got to give them the right tools to be able to put the puzzle together. Right. It's just not going to happen magically. Um. At this rate, it's honestly, and I'm going to start my hot take here, it's looking like the Yankees might be in worse shape than they were last year, plain yeah. and simple. There's no other way to put it because with Paxson, you at least had a guy to take that spot in the lineup. With Severino, I'm sorry, with Tanaka, you had that guy to take the spot in the lineup. With Hap, 
Sure, you didn't want to see him out there every five days, but you needed someone to pitch every five days, and he was what we had. And with, with those three guys on the free agent list, and Hap and the Yankees weren't getting along last season, so you think Hap is going to be jumping on to take some cheap contract with the Yankees? Nope, he'll do it anywhere else he wants. You think uh, Paxton, who's been injured, is going to get the payday that he probably wants? No, the Yankees are going to be like, eh, nickel and diamond him, and then what? Paxton's going to say, well, I'll walk. And then Tanaka, it looks like walk. They're going to try and spend all their money on DJ, which is another part of my take here. Pay DJ LeMahieu. I'm I'm not sorry. I was going to say I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Listen, you have a guy like this who wins a batting title for the first time in both the NL and AL, who is a, an extremely coveted guy and without a doubt, without a doubt, has been the most consistent offensive force in your lineup in the last two, three years. DJ LeMahieu, and we're nickel and diming him. DJ is said to have wanted five years for like $125 million. The Yankees don't want to give him five years. They want to give him four. We're going to let DJ walk over $25 million, and we're a billion-dollar franchise. A billion-dollar franchise. The New York Yankees, the most winningest team in franchise in sports franchise history. And we're going to nickel and dime a guy who's been the most consistent person for us, a guy who isn't a, a one or nothing in terms of he's going to hit a home run or he's going to strike out. He can actually put the ball around the field. We're going to nickel and dime him and say, oh, four years, um, 100 mil, that's it, top of the line. And all he wants is an extra year. The same thing happened with Sonny Gray a year ago, and then he went to, two years ago. He went to the Nationals, and guess what the Nationals did? They won a World Series. Guess who they rode in Game 7 of the World Series against the Astros? Um, I'm sorry, Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin went out there, did his thing with the Nationals. Why? Because they gave him one extra year than the Yankees were willing to give him. One extra year and a little bit more cash, especially in an area where they needed something in the likes of, of a pitcher. And now we're in a spot where we need a player who is as consistent as DJ to stay with us because if he walks, we're definitely in a worse spot than we were last year. We're already looking like we're not going to be as efficient. And with that move, if DJ goes somewhere else to a team that's willing to pay him, like the Mets, like the White Sox, like the, the Blue Jays, literally anybody else, we could be in a big problem. And sure, Luke Voigt has said, oh, I, I put my money on DJ Stang. And um, Adam Adovino has also said, oh, I put my money on DJ Stang. He really wants to play in New York. So did Pat oh, Corbin. Nothing. He grew up a Yankee fan. <laughs> Pat Corbin grew up a Yankee fan. That was a whole storyline. play in New York. Uh, thank you. I want to play in New York. You want to play? We didn't play baseball. Right. Who doesn't want to play in New York? Boston, Mets, whatever. Yeah. Yankees, no, sign me. <laughs> no crap. He wants to play in New York. That doesn't matter. This is major league baseball. You right. have to pay them. Yeah. You have to pay them. Look at what happened to Mookie. The Sox oh. realized we can't pay this man, so we're going to try and get something for him. So they traded him to the Dodgers. Now and he out. was amazing. He's been amazing. Yeah. It's no yep. brainer. Pay D yep. no hot take for the Yankees. Pay DJ LeMahieu. Done. This man needs to be paid. I absolutely agree with you, but I don't think you guys are screwed if you don't. I think he is an incredible player. I don't think you need him, though, because if you are able to pick up someone in the type of Lindor or any other of the free agent shortstops, you move Glaber back the to problem. the space where he belongs, and you're still fine. I agree with that. Sure, if we get Lindor, it's great. We got a switch hitter. We have that lefty bat that we desperately need. Glaber goes back to second, and Cashman's even said he knows Glaber is more efficient. He said he can play Way short, better. but I do know he's more efficient at second. 
Obviously, bro. Obviously. Yeah, you, you all watch him play short last season? It was not great. Lindor deal, Tyler. If, let's just say the Yankees trade for Lindor, which is what the Indians are trying to do because That's the Indians realize they're not going to pay Lindor big money when he's a free agent. That's why they're yeah. trying to get something for him before he leaves. Because if he's if he becomes a free agent and someone signs him for big bucks, the Indians get nothing. Right. The deal. But if they can trade him for something, they realize he's valuable. They might be able to get something to sweeten their end of the deal. Then get something for Lindor. Right. So when the Yankees, if the Yankees, I should say, sign for Lindor or trade for Lindor and then Lindor becomes a free agent, you think the Yankees are going to pay Lindor? No. Oh, yeah. No, not a chance. And then what? And then, and you're, then you're, you're screwed. Really then you're screwed. screwed. Then yeah. you're really screwed. Because you got more big contracts coming up very soon. And uh, Aaron Judge, and you got to make a decision on Gary Sanchez. You've got decisions that need to be made very soon. Uh, but Noah, that it was a, a you are usually the mild one. And I'm, that was quite, going today. <laughs> quite the hot take. But we're just going to finish off with a bit of a what WTF rumors going on all around the league before we leave you all today. Noah, quick thoughts. There's some rumors going around on the Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I didn't get that picture from you. Uh, but Kesen, oh, Ken okay. predicted that Trevor Bauer, the 2020 NL Cy Young winner, is going to end up on the dot. Noah, <laughs> I swear to God, if they manage to pull that off. Look at this team right here. Look at this. Look at this team going into. This is their yearbook. I'm just going to bring this down for a sec. The WTF rumors. We everyone forgot about David Price. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgot that he is part of that lineup. He took the year off for his family to be safe with COVID being around. You had Trevor Bauer, the absolute nutcase to that team. It'll either make them go 120 and 41, or they will tank because he's such a cancer uh, or can be a cancer to certain teams uh, like Cleveland found out when he hucked the, the fastball into center field with all of his might. Um, personally, I think Trevor Bauer is one of the greatest pitchers in the MLB right now. Uh, I think he's the, the hottest commodity behind DJ LeMahieu uh, this offseason. And I personally hope he ends up somewhere like Boston or with the Mets or somewhere like that. A team that really needs a pitching, not a team that doesn't need pitching. And look at just look at that. Look at this, right? I'm just looking at the the. David Price, Kershaw, Bueller, Jansen. I hate you. Dodgers, I hate you. This is the biggest WTF moment. I'm just thinking of Cultaholic right now. The WTF. The WTF. Like, this is literally ridiculous, Noah. Oh, God, I'm done. I I remember when I first saw this, my jaw hit the floor. As you know, I'm in middle school. Uh, and I have a few of the kids there that are big baseball fans, big Yankee fans, and they, you know, we they we talk all the time baseball, and they're ranting about Gary and DJ Cashman, whatever. And then I said to them, "Hey, I saw today in an article that Rosenthal predicted that the Dodgers are going to be the ones to finally land Bauer." And he 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 goes, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! That lineup would be too much." And I yeah. said, "I know, I know." When you think about going from Kershaw to Bauer to Bueller to Price. And it's not even like they need it, as you said. I mean, they already won the World Series without him. Uh, I don't think it would hurt the Dodgers at all, if I'm being honest. I think Bauer would thrive in L.A. Honestly, I, I just laugh. looking at him now. I just laugh because 
the Dodgers are literally looking like a franchise that I would have in like an MLB The Show game. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious to me. And I know you, you and I were talking about this earlier or the other day. Uh-oh. We may have lost Noah again. His connection keeps bowing out today. Um, so we're just going to pull him out for now. Uh, unfortunately, his uh, connection is not going well today. Um, but yeah, it looks like that may be a landing spot. And if the like grand predictor of Ken Rosenthal is out here saying that it's going to happen, guys, I got some bad news for you. The Dodgers might be the ones that end up putting this man on their team. I can't. Oh, God. I just for the for the life of the game. I hope to God that that is not the landing spot for Mr. Bauer. Welcome back, Noah. We're having some connection issues. Dude, today. I told you the new house's Wi-Fi is terrible. I'm I'm calling AT&T U-verse tomorrow to see if I could fix this because it's awful. We're going to get you an Ethernet set up so we can get your, uh, your connection to stop, stop in from diving Damn. out on <laughs> it's um, all right it happens but yeah we i was just closing up a little bit just so we can get to our our sign off here um can Bauer, i, can I just say though yeah i want to i want to see it oh no no yep no absolutely not and i i i knew i didn't say this to you before because i wanted to get your genuine reaction obviously look at you're so you're so upset i want to see the dodgers sign bauer because Mm-mm-mm. Listen, any team has the ability to do what the Dodgers are currently doing. The Dodgers were smart. They were patient. They knew that they were going to get into a window of opportunity between any time period. And that time period just so happened to be last season and this season or coming into the season where they would have enough overhead to be able to make big moves. They were smart yeah. with their contracts. They traded for Mookie, and they knew they could pay him, so then they did pay him. They have Bellinger already. Uh, they have Kershaw. They have Bueller, who is still in arbitration for Frick's sakes. I mean, come on. And he's amazing. He's still in arbitration. Hello. Yeah. The guy's incredible. They traded for Price, and the, and they, and the Red Sox are paying for it. I yep. mean, the Dodgers are just being smart, and I can't make the argument that they're hogging all the good talent because plain and simple, they're just playing the game better than anyone else. And they chose a good time. I hate the Dodgers though. (laughs) I know. I agree. They just chose a good time to have a lot of overhead and it's showing. And now they have, and they know they have the overhead. Rosenthal knows they have the overhead to add a guy like Bauer Bauer to that poster. And I'll tell you right now that happens. It is over. I'm cr- I'm cringing like oh like, there's a few moves that can be ha- happen this offseason and I'm just gonna like want to punch a wall because <laughs> I'm just gonna be so mad that the Red Sox stand no chance getting through a team like yeah. that. But everyone, thank you so much. This was our uh, one of our off-season update up episodes and remember we are live streaming on facebook youtube and on twitch now on my personal channel twitch is uh t bard 5195 youtube is bard and cross entertainment and on facebook of course on the baseball with the bard facebook page thank you all so much for watching but if you love podcasts make sure you visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are now over 26 shows on the CMG network, and if you don't find one you like, start your own. We'll help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website, so make sure you check it out and tell your friends all about it.
You can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs and videos with all of the latest info. Well, everybody, this has been Baseball with the Bard episode. What are we on now? Is this 17 or 18? I think this is 17. Uh, mm-hmm. And we are on well on our way to 20 episodes. Thank you all so much for your support. Everyone who was in the comments today, thank you so much. This is one of our bigger crowds we have had for Baseball with the Bard. You guys are the ones who make all of this possible. For Baseball with the Bard, with the Bard this is Tyler. That is Noah. We will see you all next time. Baseball with the bar.